to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Alex King on this Thursday, August the 29th, 2019. It is 8 a.m. in New York. That's 5 a.m. Los Angeles time, 1 p.m. in London. And I believe that would make 9 p.m. in Tokyo, 10 p.m. in Sydney. But wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today. You are daily dose of happy. And the only unhappy thing today is Joel had to take the day off. He was going to do that next week. Alex, and then he decided to take it off this week instead. Well, actually, he didn't decide. Chances <laughs> in his life dictated. So he'll be back next week. Yep. Um, and his timing is absolutely uh, exquisite because you're dealing with something today. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. You can hardly talk. <laughs> but I never call in. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Because that means I don't have to talk all show long. I, right. I mean, most of it, but, you know. I'll, I'll try to be as nice on your voice as I can possibly. <laughs> it's fine. I can handle it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we don't want you to go horse or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, no, it, uh, it's good to be back. Uh, Louise and I, of course, went to Virginia to um, uh, spend time with family um, regarding my mom's passing. And it was a good, it was a very good weekend. I got to reconnect with those two cousins who I hadn't seen in 40 years. And that was oh. cool. really great. Um, I love meeting both of them again. One of them in particular, I mean, wow, I always knew Leslie was a really good person and so forth, but like now I wanted to be one of my close friends. Oh, wild, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's all good. And uh, we took a boat ride and, and got to see the lake where my parents had retired to and where we used to go every year. My brother and sister and I used to go there every year for our mm-hmm. vacation because when you have a lake in the family, where else are you going to go, right? <laughs> It's not like this is a difficult choice. Yeah, it's true, true. <laughs> so all good, all very good stuff. Um, and I was uh, not sure what kind of topic to discuss when I woke up today, but then I looked at Facebook and saw something that you've been seeing also, a lot of yes. discussion about can we control others or mm-hmm. just about influencing others. Yes, uh, and some pretty big debates coming up about this. I mean, there, there are some pretty strong opinions out there, yeah. one way and the other. You know what yeah, I mean? Usually I let it go, but I'm like, no, this one I got to comment on because it's, it's out of control now. It's rampant. <laughs> it's out of control. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an appropriate thing because yeah, yeah. it's like others, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny, too, because it, uh, there are so many different ways that we humans – develop and learn methods of making our understanding of the law of attraction be whatever we want it to be, mm-hmm. which is part of how you do law of attraction. I mean, you, we, we imagine, we create through our yes. imagination. Mm-hmm. And imagination is unlimited. And so it seems to us that, well, we can literally create anything about anything, including about others. But then we run into a, a, a little tricky little thing, and that is those others have the same creative powers that we have. Yes, exactly. The loophole. <laughs> the loophole. <laughs> well, it's not really a loophole. I don't. Think. I think it's just a description of how reality really works. Mm. Um, I mean, it's kind of like it, it, I, I sometimes like to imagine um, source energy or spirit energy or whatever you want to call it being this liquid ocean or pool or, or lake or whatever lake hey, let's do the lake analogy mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. so it's this, it's this lake and it's full of all these drops of water that are all adhering to each other all over the place and when you see it as a whole you can't see the drops all you see is the pool of water but dip a cup into it and drip the cup onto a surface of some kind and you can mm-hmm. see the drops because the drops kind of separate from each other for a little bit right to me those are the individuals in the source energy mm-hmm. okay well, we're all drops of water in this analogy. Okay. So we okay. have all of the uh, characteristics of water. We have all of the power of water. All of us have that power to erode over time because that's what water can do. Water can erode. We, ha- we have all the same powers. And yet we are also creators. In that sense, we are all God. We're all individual pieces of God, and we are all individually God, and both are true at the same time. And mm-hmm. that's where all this comes in. That That's where all this confusion comes from, this uh, disagreement. And I think a lot of it is terminology. Agreed. Agreed. You know? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, there was one person that I, I had a little discussion with today on Facebook, and I'm pretty sure our discussion 
and disagreement, if you will, was about terminology. Mm -hmm. Because she wanted to use the word control and I wanted to use the word influence. <laughs> let, me, let me just read, uh, I'm going to bring it up here on, on the browser because okay. I think, I think it's really a useful discussion. Her name is Megan. I won't quote her last name, but, um, Megan, well, I had responded to somebody named Carolyn who had said, um, I think I really messed things up with a guy I really care about. Can I fix it with the law of attraction? Mm hmm. My reply to him, to her was, you can't make him do anything, but you can influence him. More important is what you do with your own thought and feeling process. And as Neville said in his, this is a Neville Goddard uh, group, by the way. She okay. Said, and as Neville said in his book, Prayer, the possibility to impress an idea upon another mind presupposes the ability of that mind to receive that impression. Mm. So that was my response. Mm -hmm. Megan jumps in and says, well, Walt, he said, we can make people do things. Oh. I said, Megan, do you think other people are your puppets? Right. And she says, LOL. No, I mean, you can literally make things happen. There is too much proof to say otherwise. I'm not talking about manipulating people. I'm speaking on creating reality. Do you know where you are? And that, that last statement, do you know where you are? That's meaningful. Hang on to that one. You'll, you'll okay. see, what, you'll see okay. what I mean in a minute. She says, um, I responded, well, everyone can create reality, but my question is a valid one. Do you believe that you can create other people's reality? Mm. If not, then they can make decisions that don't align with your decisions. That's the nature of contrasting reality. Right. Megan says, I can interfere with other people's reality. Like I said, too much proof to say otherwise. Then mm. she says, why would church folk pray for each other if you can't interfere with others' reality? That isn't my point, but language and scripting do whatever you want. What? And I said, interfere? Well, I guess it depends on what you mean by that. Everyone creates their own reality, as Neville said in his book, and I quoted the quote again, possibility to impress an idea upon another mind presupposes the ability to, uh, the ability of that mind to receive that impression. If the other mind, I said, is not in a place where it can receive that impression, you can try to impress upon it all you want to, and it won't work the way you want it to work. Right. Megan says, Jesus healed a blind man. Is that not interfering with reality? Oh, he, here we go. He killed a fig tree. Is that not interfering? Now, I'm not saying I'm Jesus, but I'm close. And then she smiles. Wow. <laughs> and I said, well, I don't see praying for another as interfering. I see it as supporting. Right. Calling it, calling it interfering presupposes that the blind man didn't choose to be healed. Mm. And Megan says, so you take prayer as a joke then? Wow. And I said, not at all. Why should you assume that? <laughs> And she says, praying is not supporting. It is a decree, a command. But anyways, I'm not here to argue because I know what, what I'm capable of. And if you don't know how, how, if you don't know how about you stop reading and start doing the work and see for yourself. And I wrote, and commands can be ignored by other beings. <laughs> you believe you can create someone else's reality, yes? <laughs> she laughed again and said, like I said, if you can't do something, it's because you told yourself you can't. They have wishcraft and spells for a reason. Sorry, but your reality can be interfered with. Seen it way too many times for you to even be speaking about your limitations with me. And I wrote, well, then if you, if your reality can't be interfered with, neither can theirs. It works right. both ways. Right. And she says, I don't think you belong in this group. And that, and that, that goes back to the previous comment. That, that, yeah. that uh, comment you? didn't make any sense. Do you yeah. know where you are? Yeah. In other words, you have to believe a certain way to be in this group. These people, you know, these Neville people. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not done. So I said, well, you can think what you want. It doesn't affect me unless I choose to be affected by it. <laughs> Facts. Facts. So, so here's the question. I mean, like I said before, I do think there's a lot of terminology going on here. Like, what, what do you mean by interfere? Interfere can mean a lot of different things. Right. Interfere you know? means like, going against someone's some belief in something else. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's interrupting what they want. That's what I feel like interfere is. Well, that's one way. That's the way I tend to think about it. Mm -hmm. Another way to put interfere into context is to say, well, if I put a thought in your way that you don't like and that you choose not to pay attention to, I've still interfered. Mm. You know, so it depends how you, it, it, what, what's your intention? And she's, she actually took offense to it. She said, well, I'm not trying to manipulate others. But then she said she was, though. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. I think there's a terminology thing going on here. She thinks about the words differently. Right. 
And we, we get tripped up on words. Yes. Words trip us up all the time. What All this stuff about what we attract is energy. It, it, I mean, even when Abraham uh, interacts with Esther, Abraham isn't sending English words to her. Abraham yes. is sending thought forms, and she's turning them into English words to the best she can within her own context, with her own understanding of reality, her understanding of the English language and what the words mean and so forth, um, which is an, a, a, a kind of a, a tricky place for her to be in. Because, I was going to say, did the, is it, because I'm not familiar with them, but, like, is it this, is, are they aware of, of today's terminology and how the words have changed? Oh, I think they are, but they, the the way that Abraham has explained it is, in, in the non-physical world, they don't think in terms of human languages. Mm. Human languages are too limiting. True, true. They, 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 they can express everything they need to express using their language of vibration. So that's why they try to communicate everything using the language of vibration. Okay. And that's the way Esther receives it. But okay. because she has to translate it into something we understand, yeah, she has to turn it into English, and that's where her own well presuppositions and biases and prejudices and everything else are going to come into play because that's uh, what she understands. You know, that's right. how she understands how words are, are used, and everyone's going to have a little bit different understanding. So yeah. I think ultimately Megan and I were really saying the same thing, but we were getting hung up on the way we expressed it. No. You don't think so? Not at all. Okay. Well, Megan, tell me that. Megan's off her rocker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Tell us what you really think. I mean, she, she literally said, prayer and witchcraft are proof of what I'm trying to tell you here. I was like, I, I'm confused. Well, I mean, Cindy Chavez is into what she calls witchcraft. It's I, I'm not sure it's the same thing as what Megan calls witchcraft. Right. But she's she's into very much the same kind of thing. But, I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm yeah. just saying, like, usually it's one or the other. Nobody like intertwines the two. I don't think that's the. I don't think there are lines anymore. I think there's a lot of blurring these days. Agreed. Um, agreed. I mean, there are. You know, we aren't seeing yet a whole lot of people who are both, say, Christian and Muslim. Mm-hmm. But what we're starting to get there. Right. Yes, true. That's Even true. though those two religions really. They, they sprouted from the same source and went in two different branch directions. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very different branch directions. But that nevertheless, we're seeing overlap happen. And I think a lot of it is, well, I think all of it is because of contrast. I mean, there's, the one thing that all of this kind of stuff, this you know, religious belief and spiritual belief, the one thing that it does create is contrast. Mm-hmm. As we are discovering here, <laughs> lots and lots of contrast. Lots of contrast. And in that contrast, there are opportunities to feel really, really bad about stuff. Mm. To really dislike stuff, to really be angry about stuff, to get moralistic about stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. religion, God, it's all about moralism. There's a huge amount of moralism in religion. Yeah. And, and interestingly enough, the moralism varies from who you t- talk to to who you talk to. You know, Facts. this person who's a Christian will have a, more, a set of moral values that's different from this person who's a Christian who has their own set of moral values. And then they go out like, well, no, no, that's not what a real Christian believes. You know? Right. Oh, my God. All day. Yeah, exactly. And and then the same thing is going to be true between. Well, I haven't seen it so much within Islam because I don't know that many Muslims. I, I have a suspicion it goes on. Uh, what I do know about is like the attacks of 9-11. There is that small subset that was very much in favor, and there's the much larger subset that was against them. And so right. clearly there's got to be some sort of uh, discussion going on there where all oh, they're pointing fingers and saying, you're not the true Muslim here. You know, right. so, so I can kind of infer that that kind of conversation is going on. And I think it's true in every religious and spiritual belief system. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're seeing it here in uh, law of attraction type groups. Um, I know it's uh, it occurs in Buddhism, although the Buddhists will deny it. But nevertheless, it does occur there. There are different Buddhist beliefs. <laughs> Buddhists <laughs> <There>. deny it. <laughs> what, what, what does a Buddhist boxing match look like? <laughs> it's two Buddhists sitting in separate corners. <laughs> the dad joke of the day is brought to you by... <laughs> <laughs> but but no, it's true. I mean, every and even um, belief systems that are not prevalent in, to the same degree that the major religions are around the yes. world. Mm-hmm. Even in those, there are there are great 
degrees of disagreement. Right. And and that is both the nature and the beauty of reality. Hmm. You have the freedom to believe what you want to believe. You do. And in that freedom, you are the ultimate creator of your own reality, which is really, really cool. Right. You know, it, it, what, what I find to be interesting is that she sees that as a limitation. But she says you're seeing yours as a limitation. No, no, no. I'm saying, that's it. That's what I mean. She oh, thinks, oh, she's yes. saying that my, my claim that we are all free to create our own reality and that therefore that means we really can't create for somebody else. Mm-hmm. They're the only ones who can create their own reality. She sees that as a limitation. But I don't see that as a limitation. I I say we we have enough work to do being in charge of our own lives. We don't have time to be in charge of other everybody else's life too. <laughs> this this is very true. <laughs> you know, if we just sat here and minded our own business, life would be so much easier. Yeah, it would be. It would be. But there are there have been people for millennia who wanted to run other people's lives. Facts. <laughs> some of them are politicians. Some of them are. <laughs> Some of them are fathers, some of them are cousins, some of them are teachers, <laughs> some of them are bosses. <laughs> oh, my God. It's almost endless. <laughs> it, it's actually, to me, I think it's a really important topic because the, when we come to terms with how this stuff really works, and mm-hmm. I think the position you and I are taking really is, in my opinion, the better position to take um, within the confines of the English language. Mm-hmm. What we're really saying is we respect the decisions of others. Mm-hmm. And when you go into this uh, LOA thing with the intention of controlling the decisions of others, you're really not respecting them. Mm-hmm. And that to me is a very, very big deal. Um, now, I will admit that is a moral position. That, is, that is my moral sense. Yes. So uh, in that sense, there is a limitation going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that one. I think it's yeah. good. And I don't expect other people to adhere to my morality. I, I think maybe maybe I should call it an ethical position rather than a moral position. Moral tends yeah. to be about here's what I want you to do. Right. It's more about here's what I do. Right, right. So for me it's more of an ethical position because that's how I want to behave. That's how I do behave. Mm-hmm. I I behave in a way that respects others because I like being respectful of others. Oh, great. I, I find that, first of all, it's a much smoother road. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. I mean, if, if I went around trying to control the people, I'd be driving myself crazy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who pays for that decision. Right. <laughs> and I'm certain that Megan pays for it in you know what, what she goes through. I'm sure that she's creating all this stuff that it pops up and, and she just... Building up her willpower, like, well, I'm not going to let that control me. I'm going to control that. Right. She starts doing more. I'm going to control you. I'm going to control this person. I'm going to control that person. She should run for president. She might be. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Trump, watch out. (laughs) As long as she doesn't want to nuke the hurricanes, I'll vote for her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So now we have some daughter humor. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, she might run for president. Who knows? (laughs) I'm not even sure where she lives. I think she lives in the U.S., but I'm not sure. But even if she's not in the U.S., she can run for president or, you know, head of state of whatever country she's in. (laughs) And she might get some votes. She might get quite a few. You never know. She she just might. Yeah. That's, well, you know, you get good at, at being a deliberate creator. You can do all kinds of things. Actual factuals. Mm-hmm. That's true. There is also what the original post was about. Because the original mm-hmm. post was getting an X back, mm-hmm. which is a topic that's near and dear to our hearts because it was the, the topic that drove our decision to create the grass is greener the way we yes. create it, right? Yes. And we see it all the time. All the time. Too all many times time. a day. Yeah. Oh, it's it's continuous. Um, and along that line, I want to share a second story. Okay. Okay. This is one I haven't responded to yet. And I'm okay. not sure. I might not even, I'm not, I haven't decided whether I'm going to respond to it. It's by someone named Vi, V-Y. Mm-hmm. And I think Vi is a she. Yes. I'm pretty sure Vi is a she. Anyway, Vi says, six months ago, I manifested my SP back after I followed Sal's post. Sal is the leader of this particular group. SP? Uh, a special person or a specific oh, person. Oh, okay. Okay. I got him back after two weeks. 
We have been living together since then. He isn't nice to me when he talks. He complains a lot. He's crummy all the time. High on drugs on the weekend, etc. He is completely different when, from when we were dating. Mm-hmm. And then she borrows a Neville phrase. He is myself pushed out. Mm-hmm. I am suffering. I have been fighting with my reality, trying to find a better way. I have been trying to imagine something different. Ignore the reality. Keep telling myself that he is so good to me. But how can I tell myself that? I feel like this is total a total lie to me because he is so bad in the reality. I am really sad because I don't know what to do. Right now, I'm completely out of my state. Are you serious? Well, this is not my first time living with someone like him. <laughs> I don't want to give up on him and moving on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Even if I can. I know deep down in me, I need to work on myself, on my, on my relationship, instead of giving up and bump to someone, I guess, I'm not sure what, this is an example of somebody whose first language is not English. Right. Uh, Instead of giving up and bump to someone else acting just like him again. Oh, my God. How can I manifest him to be a better man, nicer to me, less complaining, less crummy, sweet, sober, understanding, appreciated? I just want to be a happy wife. I don't know how to deal with 3D reality whenever I get home. I see his crummy face. I see him high on drugs. I hate all this. I am out of my happy wife state now. Please, someone give me advice on this. I mean, is, does that <laughs> does that encapsulate the issue well better than anything else I've ever read or what? Yes. Yes. This makes me so mad. <laughs> it makes you mad. No lie. angry on levels I didn't know I could. Are you serious right now? Do you hear yourself? Do you read what you're typing? Oh, my God. I'm about to lose another eye. <laughs> he makes me miserable, but I want to make him better. What? <laughs> Boy, bye. <laughs> I never see that. I was having apoplectic fit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> People are this stupid. And, uh, that's why I'm not in those Neville groups. I cannot. I cannot. Oh. oh, let me take a sip. I can't. I'm dropping. Actually, that's a great idea. What you did, what you're doing there, is a great idea. Because what you're really saying is, I just need to take a step back, back and take a breath. Yes. And and that's really a good thing to do. Yes. For her, for you, for me, for all of us. I mean, it's always a good idea. Whenever we're up against something that's really, really harsh or really hard or difficult or painful or whatever, take a step back. Take a breath. (sighs) Boy, does that feel so good. I wonder if the people who are writing these posts are reading the other posts that are like theirs. Oh, I'm sure they are. reading the comments because if it were me and I was reading – if I was feeling this way and I was reading other people's posts and seeing the comments, I feel like that would answer my question. Like I wouldn't feel the need to post. It's an interesting point. Why is it that somebody continue, continues to hang on to that which makes them unhappy? Yes. Why? Yet, when it, you're in the power to get rid of it. And yet that's what all humans do. Yeah. Not just people who are in this kind of position. I've noticed yeah. that it's true. It's true of me. It's true of everyone I've ever met. Yeah. Yeah. We all hang on to stuff that we don't like. No, not me. No. <laughs> no, except for things like, you know, I can't sleep and uh, my digestive system is screwed up and yeah. I've got anxiety and yeah. But other than those things, you don't hang on to anything. I don't hang on to it. I just accept it. It's for what it is. <laughs> Well, that's what, uh, this is where I wish Joel was here because I know Joel would jump in on on exactly and say exactly what you just said there. (laughs) It's okay though. (laughs) But I'm also, I don't know. I don't know. know. I'm just getting back to this whole thing. You have the power to get rid of it. (laughs) To get rid of what though? To get rid of him. She wants to keep him. But why? Like, <laughs> why does anybody want to hang on to what they don't like? See, I think people misconstrue the fact that they, the, the, the feeling that they get from being with someone is not about that person. It's, a, you know, you can get that feeling with almost anyone. 
So you need to you need to separate the two because obviously if this person is crummy and high all the time, he's not the one. <laughs> Especially if you can't stand him to the point where you're posting on social media, he may not be for you. And, and by the way, you you touched on the best point of all. We get to choose how we're going to respond in any situation. Yes, yes. So if we don't like the situation, we have three different choices, mm-hmm. at least, maybe more than three. Um, one choice, number one, is to live with it and continue yep. to be miserable, which is the choice <laughs> that she's been making. Right. Right? Choice number two is to abandon the situation and move somewhere else or change the state of, in, into something else. Mm-hmm. Or three, the, the option is to just ignore the situation, just not pay any attention to it. <laughs> <laughs> but in all three of those cases, we get to decide what it is we're going to feel about something. Right, right. So to me, that's the great answer to the whole debate. You know, you get to decide at all times how you're going to respond, how you're going to feel, how you're, right. going, to, how you're going to react. Okay, you, you're going to stay there? Okay, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> but don't bitch about it on social media. Well, you can bitch about it too. I mean, I don't care if you bitch about it. It doesn't bother me. Hmm. You know, if you want to bitch about it, go right ahead, you know. Uh, but my me, my you, point is, <laughs> my point is, if if you're gonna be okay with your situation, then you can't complain about it True because you you're because you're, you're okay with it. Apparently, you can. <laughs> <laughs> like you will not see anything on my social media bitching about my anxiety. Like it sucks, but I'm not like ah because I accept it. It is what it is. So I don't know. That's just my personal preference. I don't know. I, I think you're right. I mean, I I. I've, Definitely agree with you. You can, that's a choice you can make, and it's, it's very much in alignment with the choice that I would make. Yeah. I mean, this is just part of a much larger topic. Mm-hmm, what did I mention mm-hmm. before? People wanting to hang on to paying attention to what they don't like. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it's it's part of the reason why we come to this world, why we come to this reality, why we why we become physical beings. Um, as Abraham has pointed out, we come here to experience the contrast. Well, that's clearly contrast. <laughs> Major contrast going major on. Major contrast. All the contrast. Yes. Major contrast, lieutenant contrast. I mean, all the contrast. <laughs> <laughs> Dead joke, too. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and in that contrast, we end up with all kinds of opportunities to experience all the different ways that consequences come out of that contrast. And I think that's part of the answer as to why it is we spend so much time hanging on to what we don't like, mm-hmm. which on a logical level sounds insane to me. Yes. But on a feeling level, not so insane. Bro. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm not saying I would make those choices, but feeling has nothing to do with logic. Facts. Okay. All right. You know? Yeah. It really doesn't have anything to do with logic. It has to do with what you feel. Yeah. And and there's a if you want to talk about limitations, there's a certain limitation that people adopt, mm-hmm. which is to believe that if you repeat the same behavior over and over again regarding something you don't like, it'll change into something that you like. Insanity. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I know where that comes from. Insanity. Kinda. <laughs> I mean, yes. But, Where does it come from? But what I was thinking of, it kind of is a form of insanity. Yes. It's the desire to be entertained. Mm. The desire to be entertained in a certain way is insanity. I guarantee that her household is not drama-free. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and I guarantee she lives for it. She's like, all right, I'm going home. Yep. Let's see what happens today. Yeah. I, I believe it's going to get better. I am I am imagining it getting better, and I'm going to go home, and I'm going to fight it out until it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I prefer my drama on TV. <laughs> but that's why I prefer not watching drama on TV. <laughs> it, it's not like there's any lack of drama in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I feel like if there's an outlet, that, I, that it's not in my actual life. But to what degree are we programming ourselves by watching those dramas? I have my bubble. Let me let me tell you a story. I mentioned Cindy Chavez. We read okay. from Neville Book Goddard's The Law and the Promise. Okay. 
we're on chapter, we finished chapter four yesterday. Mm-hmm. And there was a really great example of what happens when you tell a fictional story. Mm. First of all, the title of the chapter is There Is No Fiction. Oh. Which is his claim. The idea is, you know, if, if you can create anything from your imagination, then there's no such thing that's just pure fiction. It all is reality. Right. That's true. Okay. So the, here's the story. And this is actually um, from the foreword of A Night to Remember by Walter Lord. He says, in 1898, a struggling author named Morgan Robertson concocted a novel about a fabulous Atlantic steamship liner, mm-hmm. far larger than any that had ever been built. Robertson loaded his ship with rich and complacent people and then wrecked it one cold April night on an iceberg. <laughs> this somehow showed the futility of everything, and in fact, the book was called Futility, mm-hmm. and it appeared that year published by the firm of M.F. Mansfield. Mm-hmm. Fourteen years later, a British shipping company named the White Star Line built a steamer remarkably like the one in Robertson's novel. Mm-hmm. The new liner was 66,000 tons displacement. Robertson's was 70,000 tons. The real ship was 882.5 feet long. The fictional one was 800 feet. Both could carry about 3,000 people, and both had enough lifeboats for only a fraction of this number. But then this didn't seem to matter because both were labeled unsinkable. Mm-hmm. On April 19th, 1912, the real ship left Southampton on her maiden voyage to New York. Her cargo included a priceless copy of the Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam and a list of passengers collectively worth $250 million. On her way over, she too struck an iceberg and went down on a cold April night. Robertson called his ship the Titan. The White Star Line called its ship the Titanic. (laughs) So there is an example of how fiction becomes reality. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Did the person writing or reading that book actually intend to turn it into reality? Not, probably not intentionally, however. So here's the question for you. Why do you want to keep watching drama about things you don't like? Well, that, that's, I didn't say I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, oh, you like, you like the stuff that happens in the dramas. Yes, because it's not happening to me. <laughs> But see, I would have read the book and been like, okay, you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to get on a giant boat. (laughs) And that is my bubble. That's your bubble. Okay. That's my bubble. The drama stays in the book and not, and I'm not going to drown. So, so what you are is a passive aggressive. Mm, I can't be. (laughs) I can't be. (laughs) I agree to mess things around so that those people over there have all this terrible stuff happening. But I'm not going to take blame for any of this. <laughs> <laughs> but Cindy read that yesterday. I thought to myself, wow, yeah, that really summarizes exactly yeah. what goes on in contrast. Yeah, yeah. It's it's where the phrase comes from, be careful what you wish for. Mm, facts. Be very facts. careful what you wish for. And, in fact, Neville actually made another really good comment in that book. And, and he made it almost in passing. But let me see if I can find it. Um, where is it? Of course, I'm not going to find it right off the top of my head here. <laughs> it's right at the beginning of the chapter. Oh, yes. If we had this wider view of causation, that causation is mental and not physical, that our mental states are causative of physical effects, here's the point, then we would realize our responsibility as a creator and imagine only the best imaginable. Mm. And I think he's right about that. I think it's I think hard. That, it's it is hard, hard to do all the time, though. It's like it's I have this dilemma with myself all the time, like when I'm sitting sitting in bed minding my own business, or I think I am. And then I I think of something terrible, and I'm like, oh, my God, am I manifesting that right now? Like, what's, I need to <laughs> – it's it's too much. It's too much power. Well, I don't know if it's too much power, but it certainly is a ton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a proposal to put out there, and I want to see okay. what you think of it. Okay. I see these posts. You've seen these posts all over the place. Mm-hmm. People, usually they're about getting access back. There actually can be about a lot of different things, but that seems to be the prevalent one. And yeah. all no one the, wants to get their old car back. Yeah, I never understood that. 
Well, actually, that's not true. There are some people who, that who collect old cars and rebuild them, so they want to get well, their own. Yeah, know, but yeah. they are a very, very distinct minority. Right, right. They're, 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 they're not, not, they're in, not in this group. No, no not really. No, <laughs> <laughs> they're too busy rebuilding the cars to be in the group. <laughs> but I, I look at this and I say to myself, what would be the way of understanding my role in this? Mm-hmm. because here I am reading these posts I don't like. Right. And I answer to myself, well, maybe what I need to do is to develop a pivot. Pivot? A pivot. pivot. It's from friends. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> okay. I only get pivot from Abraham, so you have to tell me about friends. <laughs> do you want me to tell right now? Okay. Okay, tell it. So, um... It's kind of, it, it kind of works actually in this situation. So there's a, there's a scene where, um, Ross, one of the main characters is trying to move this couch into his new apartment, which is up like three flights of stairs, but they can't get it around this certain corner. So his whole thing is like, okay, we're gonna, we're, let's try this angle. Let's try this angle. So then he's like, no, you're doing it wrong. Pivot, pivot, pivot. <laughs> okay. So that became a famous line, pivot. <laughs> and, and well, yeah, that does match, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah. I, I I'm imagining they're trying. This is the way you usually get a couch around the corner. They're standing in its end and they're twisting it. That's pivoting it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's exactly right. Pivoting is what it's all about. So how would I pivot with these things? And this is actually what I usually do. Mm-hmm. I the first thing I I do is in I don't know exactly what language I use to myself. What's what wording I use? But in some way, I say to myself, "Well, that's funny." <laughs> I like it. I like it because now. I'm not getting sucked into it emotionally. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I don't want, I don't want to go say to somebody, I'm laughing at you or, or, you know, LOL into their face on a, on a comment or something like that. Well, you you're know? better than me. No, cause I don't, I don't really want to, I don't make them feel bad. That's not my goal. Well, um, I wouldn't post LOL or yeah. <laughs> I was just, just giggle to myself. Yeah. Well, exactly. I'll tell you yeah. about it later. Well, I, I'd probably leave the last part out, but yeah, I, I agree with you. That's exactly what I do. I, I laugh to myself because it's a way of not getting sucked in. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say about TV drama. Okay. So in that case, what I could kind of um, summarize that as is you're using the TV drama as a way to strengthen your own ability to stay out of it. Yes. And that does make sense to me. It's all right there on my screen. I can turn it off and turn it back on. I don't need to. It's not It's not actually in my life. It's nothing I'm going through. Mm-hmm. However, it is entertaining. And that is the point that I was making earlier. Mm-hmm. I wonder if entertainment mm. is the reason why we end up liking what we don't like. Preferring to spend our attention. Most likely. Most likely. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, are we messed up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, I'm kidding. We, we knew this when we made ourselves. So, I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was bound to happen. Well, ultimately, all of these conversations that we have, both on the show and Facebook, all the different places that gets discussed, are all mm-hmm. about how to get control of our own perspective mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. instead of getting sucked into somebody else's perspective. Right, right. Because when we're in our own perspective, and it's one that we chose consciously, mm-hmm. now we're de- now we're deliberately creating. We're not just creating willy nilly. Well, yes. We're not we're not a wand that's shooting off spells in all kinds of wild directions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my what god! Was his name in, in Harry Potter, one of his uh, housemates in Gryffindor. Um, everything I know everything he did blew up. You know. Yeah, when he lost his eyebrows. He lost it? his eyebrows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't think what his name was. Um, I can't think of it either. But I know who you mean. But but it's like every time he his his wand was like this this wild crazy out of control thing. He's like I don't even know what I'm doing. Here. Whoa, magic again. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So true. So true. I'm surprised Ollivander even sold him that wand. <laughs> I mean, I, I could just imagine him being in Ollivander's shop, and, and maybe this is the way it went. Ollivander handed, handed him the wand, and he waved it, and something exploded, and Ollivander said, no, no, no. He says, no, no, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> or he made so many things explode that this was the one that did the least amount of damage. <laughs> yes, <right. laughs> he destroyed the whole shop. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Ollivander probably just you know, settled on giving him that one just to get him out of the shop so he can clear yeah. the shop. Okay, wave, okay, now everything's back to order. Right. Oh <laughs> my OCD was kicking in when we went into that shop. I was like, so much disorganization. <laughs> But I'm sure there's a method to his madness. He knows where everything is. Well, he's been in business since before birth of Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And he was remembered every single one he's ever sold. Yeah. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) That's over 2,000 years. And let's assume that you get, I don't know, 20,000 wizards buying buying wands from you every year. You're talking That's a lot. (laughs) That's insane. That is insane. (laughs) Like, there had to be a memory spell he did or something. That's crazy. <laughs> no one can do all that. What we're doing here, I think, is another reason why we like entertainment. Yes. Because it gives us an opportunity to explore possibilities. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's the most popular thing to do with watching a program these days is to have your smartphone mount and look up stuff while you're watching the program. Yes. Which didn't exist before smartphones. No. No. But we wanted it. We did. We did. I'm like, I wish I like you sit there and you're like, I wonder how much they make per episode. (laughs) (laughs) And now you're like, oh, okay, quarter million, cool. (laughs) Sign me up. (laughs) Let's go make the grasses greener. What do you say? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. It's like, "Hmm." I wonder when Ellen Pompeo's birthday is. (laughs) She she seems like a Virgo. I don't. While I'm at it, let me follow her on Instagram. Yes, right. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, no wonder this is the uh, instant gratification generation. I mean, the, the gratification is constant. <laughs> yes. I was talking to my friend the other day, and we were talking about the generation. This generation has no idea. Like, when you when you missed an episode of your favorite show, you missed it forever. Like, oh, that yeah. was it. <laughs> there yeah. was no DVR. There was no repeats like that. It was a special episode and you missed it. There there were some old TV shows that every once in a while somebody finds an episode that was a lost episode in someone's yeah. closet. And it's a big, big deal. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. The good old, the good old days. And movies. I mean, that was a yeah. big issue with old movies at one mm-hmm. point. Turner, among others, um, paid a lot of money to restore the old movies and put them in mm-hmm. a digital form. Yeah. But a lot of them got lost. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them just got permanently destroyed because mm-hmm. the uh, the film, the chemicals on the film deteriorated the film to the right. point where it was unusable. Right. Yeah. I did hear about that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's some films that uh, they got pieces of them, but they couldn't get the whole film. Mm. That's sad. Yeah. Which is why we have all these reboots now, and it's trash. Just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on what the storyline is, but certain stories, particularly of the really popular ones, they're going to be hard to reproduce. I mean, it's like that's, Mary Poppins Returns. We, yes. It, it didn't have a chance. No. It there, there was no way that that film could succeed. And no. personally, I think Emily Blunt did a great job, but there, there was absolutely no way that film could succeed. It was impossible. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, let's not, let's not talk for infection. Let's just leave it as it is. <laughs> Press rewind. Like it's, I don't know. I don't know. But then it's like some some things work. Like Aladdin came out mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lion King, not so much. And I guess that's part of the entertainment industry. You never really know exactly what's going to take hold. You don't right, know because you would think if Aladdin worked, that that Lion King would. But it's two different entities, and it mm-hmm. and clearly didn't. So yeah. you never know. You just got to swing and just see, to see what happens. Exactly. Yeah. Which is exactly, getting back to what we originally started with, that's exactly what people do. Yeah, speaking of which, I have a post. Oh, okay, go for it. Now, I don't remember the person's name because I forgot to write it down. I was writing it as as we were talking. Okay. And um, this, she said, I literally have done everything to a T. I've asked, truly believed, felt if it was true, felt feelings, visualized, meditated, matched my vibrations to happiness, I feel, and then I let it go. But I cannot manifest my ex back into my life. What am I doing wrong, and how does it how does it work? Well, um, do you want me to address that? Because I can address that, but I'm curious to know what your take is. I have a feeling we're going to say the same thing. So okay. I, my response was because I was like, this is the third post this week. So I was like, now I have to say something because it's in the rule of threes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, okay. Usually, usually I ignore it because I'm like, oh, he again. But now this is the third time, so now I'm like, so what I had said was, is I was like, you can't manifest someone else's manifestations. If they don't want to be with you, you can't make it so. And I left it at that. And I think four or five people agreed with me, and but I got no response. So I was like, all right, everyone's entitled to their own opinions. If you don't agree, you don't agree. I think this really describes very nicely how there are two different issues that go on with these posts. Mm-hmm. The one issue is, well, what does it take in order to manifest the mm-hmm. thing? And the other is, why is it not a good idea to manifest the thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. what you're addressing is more along the lines of why it's not a good idea to manifest the thing. Mm-hmm. But if you want to just go back to why aren't you manifesting the thing? I think there's a really important point that goes on here. And that is, we are not 100% consistent in what we like and want. Mm-hmm. And, what, and specifically when we're deliberately creating. Yep. Especially early on when we're still learning deliberate creation. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. even after we become old salty hands at it, yes. you know, <laughs> we, we still make the same mistake over and over again, which is we contradict ourselves. Yes. We don't do it intentionally. No. You know, we don't, we, we, we don't go out of our way to do it. And most of the time we don't even notice that we're doing it. Right. You know, like she said, or he said, I'm not sure if it was a he or a she. she it was a she. It was a she. Okay. Usually a she. Yeah, 98%, I know. But <laughs> that's because the guys are too afraid to speak up. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> and probably smartly. Um, <laughs> but the, 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 um, um, the pattern is one of, I am going to focus on what I like. I really, really like this thing. I'm going to get excited about it. I'm going to do all the right things. I'm going to do my affirmations. And then I'm going to go on with the rest of my life where I talk about or feel about or think about how it's not going to work out. Yes. Oh, yes. So which is going to be followed? Mm. It's pretty, pretty straightforward. Which one's going to be followed? you got this big, big, big time momentum going on about not mm-hmm. getting, not getting, not getting. You're trying to reverse it with one or two or three sessions. And then you go back to the rest of the time thinking that it's not going to work. Which momentum is going to work? It's pretty clear which one's going to work. It's not that yeah, difficult exactly. to figure out. You don't need right. a, a degree in physics in order to understand this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. So why doesn't it work uh, from that perspective? It's because she doesn't really believe it deep down. Yes, exactly. She had, And now Neville talks about how you, um, you build belief over time. And Abraham mm-hmm. talks about the same thing. You build belief over time. I think Abraham actually expresses it better. Um, they describe it as a momentum and they describe mm-hmm. that as you are focusing on this dream that you're creating. I like the way Neville describes the dreaming process. His, his, his illustrations are really good. Um, but the way I'll, I'll go with the Abraham method, as you are thinking about and feeling about what it is that you want to think and feel about that you want to have happen, the more energy and time and effort you put into that, the bigger the momentum gets. Mm-hmm. It starts to take on a life of its own. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Bell describes it as the tones of reality start to emerge, ah. which is a nice way of describing that. I like it's that. Pre- it sounds pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound pretty, doesn't it? Especially when you consider that tones can apply to all five senses. There could be tones mm-hmm. of sound, tones of sight, tones of, tones of touch, and so on and so forth. Um, so the tones of reality start to emerge. And the more time that and effort and energy and attention, that's really what it is, attention, mm-hmm. focus, the more focus that we spend on these things, the more that we make them real mm-hmm. and the less that we have going on below the surface stuff that we haven't thought about, but that a lot, but that we have thought about in the past, mm-hmm. the more of that, that there is to slow things down, the resistance as Abraham calls it, then the slower the, mm-hmm. the process is. Um, one of the things that was really interesting in this chapter that Cindy and I read is that we read another, another story. It's actually one of our favorite stories. One of my favorites too about a guy who manifested in Arthur Murray's studio back in the 1940s or 50s. Oh, yes. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And everything in his story took three weeks. Mm. I did not know that part. Yeah. We noticed it. He mentioned like three or four times in the story, this segment took three weeks, this segment took three weeks, this segment took three mm-hmm. weeks. And to me, that was a really significant point. Because yes. what that meant was whatever resistances he had going on took him three weeks to get out of the way. So now I can go back and answer the question of the person directly. You know, put aside the thing about whether it's a good idea. Put aside the idea of whether you can influence somebody else. Just right. why isn't the manifestation working? Well, have you overcome all your resistances yet? Mm. 
yes, you've been doing all this good stuff. Keep going on it. But have you overcome your own resistances? Mm-hmm. And if they look deep down, I think they'll find that they haven't. And Obviously, the evidence, otherwise it would have been done in three weeks. Well, not only that, the evidence <laughs> of this person, Vi, is she attracted the person back and he was still miserable. Yes. He was still a horrible person. I, I feel like she forgot that part when she was like, I want him back. Yeah. But did you forget why y'all bring up in the first place? That's what I think people miss that point. Yeah. Now, if she had, here's an interesting question, and this really gets to the nub of, of whether you can control somebody else. If she had truly focused on him, now she did kind of describe it in a little bit way, a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find where she says it. Um, well, she kind of said it backhand. She said, how can I manifest him to be a better man, nicer to me, less complaining, less crummy, sweet, sober, understanding, appreciative? Okay, so that's kind of what she's inferring that she did before, but she didn't actually say she was doing that before. But my question to her is, how much were you actually doing that? Yeah, I how feel much- like she was more concentrating on getting him back, not how she wanted him back. Yes, I agree. I agree. And even more interesting, but this is the interesting point I was leading up to, how much did she actually do that? Because if she really did do that, I'll bet you she would have ended up with a different man. Agreed. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Whole different person. Yeah. Which was not what she intended originally. But isn't it, though? <laughs> on one hand, it is. On the other yeah. hand, it isn't. She had yeah. People get very fixed. It's got to be that yes. person. Yes. It's got to be that person. Yes. Oh. That's what I was saying. It's the feeling. It's not the person. It can be mm-hmm. with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but people get locked in like that. I think they get locked in. I think we all get locked in on stuff like that out of fear. Yes. Agreed. Fear because we're afraid it can't, it can't be anybody else. It has to be that person. Otherwise, I'll, I'll be miserable the rest of my life. Yeah. In fact, I had another conversation again, same kind of thing. I, I think I came up with some magic words or something. <clears throat> because what I said to her was, okay, you did all this stuff. We, we did this kind of discussion like we're doing here. You did all this stuff. Here's what you did and, and so on and so forth. But the bottom line question is this. Is your happiness level dependent upon whether or not he comes back? Ooh, say it again for the people in the back. (laughs) Do you believe that your happiness is dependent upon whether or not he comes back? Mm. You should be able to be happy anyway. Anyway, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If he comes back, it may be a plus, maybe a minus, but you should be happy in yourself anyway. And I really do believe, I think you'll believe this too, is that if, we stick to making ourselves happy regardless of whether he comes back. Mm-hmm. We're going to be a whole lot less interested in whether he comes back. Facts. That's why my <laughs> dating life is so comical, because I'm happy either way. <laughs> it's comical? <laughs> comical. Like, I, I told my friends, I was like, I, I don't even tell you about half the dudes anymore because they never follow through, so it's pointless to even mm-hmm. bring their names up. Like, I'm not even going to put their names on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what's but. They're like, but you keep on trucking. I was like, what else is there to do? <laughs> what else is there to do? <laughs> well, you, there, if you really want to know the answer to that, the, the other things to do are to stop. I could stop, yeah. That, that's another thing you could do. That's actually yeah. what I did. That's how I got Louise. Yeah. I mean, I, I take breaks. <laughs> no, this wasn't a break. I mean, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> this is cold turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I was, and that's why I felt about it. I was done. Yeah, yeah. I was well, done. Well, that's but, the thing. I'm never. I'm so hopeful for love. I'm never done. Mm-hmm. I'm never like fed up with like it. That, and I don't feel like it's me. So I don't. I don't. I'm not like, oh, I'm over it. I'm done. I'm never gonna give up in an angry way. I may just be like, you know what? Let me just step back for one second. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is ultimately the same thing. I, yeah. I think I needed to be done because that was my way of letting go of what I was grasping onto. Right, right. I was, I was grasping onto it had to be this person. It had to be this next person. It had to be this next person. It had to be this next person. Yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> I don't do all of that. I'm like, it's going to be somebody eventually. <laughs> <laughs> my, I'm a little looser in in my beliefs. <laughs> Well, well, plus, not only did I believe it had to be this next person, but I also, and this is what killed it, I also mm-hmm. simultaneously believed she'll never want me. Wow. Ouch. Yeah. Burn oh, yeah. yourself. Well, that, that's why none of them ever worked out. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be this next person, but she'll never want me, so it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, how's wow. that for a self-dialogue, right? Wow. I hurt for you. Oh, God. <laughs> thank God you found Louise. Oh, geez. Well, actually, thank God that I learned to let go of that. That's yes. what yes. saying I quit was all about. Right. Let go right. of that. Mm-hmm. And once I let go of that, she showed up a month later. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't think I've ever been that harsh on myself. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Oh, let me tell you, Alex. <laughs> I am the world champion at being harsh on myself. <laughs> I, I will match my ability to be harsh on myself with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> to me, the great accomplishment is learning to be easier on myself. Well, yeah, yeah. That's a huge accomplishment for me. Yeah. And I'm still working on it. I'm getting right. better and better at it. But right. Yeah. For the longest time, I was really rough. Oof. Yikes. And I paid the consequences for it, too. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Over and over and over. You had to learn your lesson the hard way, I guess. I uh, guess. I uh, guess. Yeah. It was um, educational. Mm, to say the least. <laughs> so, and I think that's ultimately where I get my ability to laugh at when I you see somebody, to. you know, that, that's where you it have comes to. from. Yeah. Well, it's not so much a have to. It's more like, for, for me, the laughter is relief. Mm. It's a way of, you know, I, I, I know in a sense what they're going through because... I was there. I mean, I never really did what they do, where they're trying to get an ex back. I never did that. I, I, I had well, that, was, that was before one time when I came media. close. But well, even with social media, I mean, I can think of one instance where I thought about trying to do it and I rejected it. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't want to go down that road. Right. But here's the interesting thing. Maybe mm-hmm. this is another example of of how we each approach contrast differently. But for me, mm-hmm. I thought about it and instantly I thought to myself, "Boy, that would be painful." Right. Right. Because I thought about it, and I was like, mm, but why, Alex? Why? <laughs> Let's, not, just, Let's not do that. That would just be hurt. <laughs> that would be yeah, really, just, really painful. Would, why, are, why are you putting yourself Ugh. through the ringer again? Like, no, let's not. Let's not do that. Just beat me down. Just hurt me. Just hurt yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do that. Maybe that was my my health, my alignment, poking its head out, saying, right. no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I prefer not. Thank you. <laughs> Next. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I guess ultimately that's what all these people who are posting these things are really trying to learn. They're trying to learn how to say next. I think in this case, all these people, and I'm going to start posting, Ariana Grande, thank you, next. Just listen to the song. D- draw the parallel for those of us who aren't uh, the Grande fans. Basically, she goes through the song, um, thanking each and every one of her exes for a lesson or a a thing that they gave her. Oh, okay. So, you know, you taught me this, you taught me that, but, you know, I'm not coming back to you. Thank you. Next. <laughs> well, that is good because what that's really doing is the art of, of appreciation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or as some people call it, the art of gratitude. Yes. Definitely celebrating gratitude in that song. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I prefer appreciation just because I think it's a higher vibration, but mm. it's, a, it's a quibbling because they're both high vibration. Mm-hmm. The, the point is, when you focus on that, you're going to climb into a higher, happier place. It's really unavoidable. Mm-hmm. You, so you, you're not appreciating for the benefit. That's the that's the big confusion. You're not appreciating or being grateful for their benefit. No, you're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for yourself. You have to. That's the whole point. There's no point in appreciating for somebody else's benefit. Well, there is for, you know, feeding their ego, I guess. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, there's no point to it. But okay. unless that's how you get your peace of mind. If that's what it takes for you to let go, then that's, that's what it takes for you to let go. Yeah. For some people, it does. It's like, you know, when, when somebody does you wrong and you're like, oh, bless their heart. you know and just and you just keep it moving Mm -hmm. i mean that's a low-key slap but you know (laughs) no that's true that's true (laughs) well as usual this has been a fascinating discussion and agreed this is one of the more in-depth ones we've done on this particular topic i think this is the deepest we've gone we've actually pulled actual posts out so so we've set a new standard and yes. let's see what we can do the next time we bring this one up. But uh, I have a feeling this is a conversation that's not going to go away. There are going to be people who say, yes, you oh. can all of this. And there are going to be others like us that say, no, you can only influence them, but good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, seriously. Um, anything that uh, you want to tell about spoilers before we close off? 
Uh, not a spoiler, but I do want to say congratulations to my my cousin. He uh, had a baby, Gideon. So very exciting, new nephew in the family. We're very happy. That's great. So, yes. Excellent. And also a reminder to people to become a subscriber. This is the kind of conversation you get every day. Every time it's with different co-hosts, but it's always fun. Uh, very simple. Go to LOAToday.net, do the stuff there, and just like in four steps, you're a subscriber. And also subscribe to us on YouTube. How do they do it on YouTube? You go to LOA Today Podcast Videos on YouTube, and you hit the subscribe button. And next to the subscribe button, there's a little bell. Make sure you click always so you will always be notified when we are live. Just like that. So, Alex, it's been great. I hope your voice heals up. I hope your throat heals up. She's giving me the thumbs up. That's good. She's not talking anymore. <laughs> With that thought in mind, we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.